In regards to connection to Chof Cheshun, the Yemel from Kweshun, which is the birthday of the Rebbe Rashab, my father-in-law, the Friediger Rebbe, related a sipper from Baal Yemel Ledes, a story about the Rebbe Rashab, whose birthday it is. Was had passive and has given a kind, which happened when the Rebbe Rashab was a child, from Fim Fir or the Fim Fior, either four or five years old. The Shabbos Parashaviyera it happened on Shabbos Parashaviyera. The story is the Rebbe Nishmas Eden as a Rain Zayden. The Rebbe, as a young child, went into his grandfather, which was the Tzemach Tzedek, to receive a bracha in connection with his birthday. And broke into tears. Zogendik, why is he crying? He explained. Why is it that Hashem appeared to Avram Avinu, which he learned in the parsha of Hashem al Avram? And to us, and to us, he meant himself. It never appears to me. Why does Abish never appear to me? answered him. As that when a yid that tzaddik to 99 secure when he's 99 years old is machlit, he decides as a dafsach malzain that he has to have a bris. Is a veret as the Abish he's worthy. He deserves that Hashem should appear to him. That's the story. Base marching it at Kamapamim. It's been discussed already a number of times in the Eros and Avedis Hashem was making a reasoning from them. Dozik and Sipur. In previous discussions, the Rebbe already discussed many different lessons from this story. Vialis and Puder Rabbi Sinus Yenev of Hazanet Zuns the Gangen. Just like any story about the Rabbeim that reached us that was related to us, so there must be a lesson for us as well. Certainly the ones that they themselves publicized, that the Rabbeim publicized, it didn't just come to us incidentally through somebody else, but that the Rabbeim found it important to tell us that story. So each, each story has a lesson, a message to each and every one of us. That when the so previously the Rebbe discussed different lessons from the story so now he's going to touch upon another point that we can learn from this story the Friedrich Rebbe when he related this story he, put, he drew attention to the following point, as the Balayim had done, given a kin from Fir or the Fimfyar, that the Rebbe Rashab was at that time four or five years old. He, he made a point of that. Since everything that Anasib Yisrael says, especially those things which he speaks publicly, and then he he instructs that it should be printed as well. Certainly it's very specific and accurate and he meant to say these particular words. And so he, when he related that he was four or five years old, so we have to say, that also this detail of the story is Nishnor and Arizbring in the Gados from Reb Nishmas Aiden was not only to bring out the brilliance of the child that he was only four or five years old and already had this kind of insight. It's not just about that. As a Phil Katnusa, he spells it out. A Phil Katnusa, even when he was a very young child, Hotemge Art Favos the Ebishta Bavais Sechnishem, it bothered him why the Ebishta doesn't appear to him. And it, was, it bothered him to such a degree that he actually cried over it. So it wasn't just about bringing out that point. But the fact that he was four or five years old is also a lesson, has a lesson in it. So from this we can understand as that even though the story has a number of lessons for each one of us, as we mentioned before, 
oich in the gil from ben dalad ben hey that there is a message for children that are four or five years old as well. Not only adults and so on, not only older children, but even four or five year olds can also get a lesson from this story. And that's not to say that we're talking only to an, uh, an adult. In age, he's adult, but in his knowledge, in a spiritual level, he could be at the age of four or five years old. He's just beginning. So it's not just to them. And there is, so why is he called four or five years old? Because he hasn't reached the peak of Chinuch even. He's not even at the point in his life where he has reached where he can be fully educated, which is at six. Does haste. In other words, that this adult is so lacking in knowledge, not only. Does, does he not understand these matters on his own? Nor but he's too young to even, at least spiritually speaking, he's too um, too young to be able to receive education even at this point. And so maybe the message is that an adult who was just at the beginning of his education doesn't even have the ability to receive full education. That's why we call him a four or five year old. So he too is able to have the same feeling that he wants that the Ebishu should appear to him. And that he has this, he demands it and he has this strength. He really does demand it and he feels that way and he expresses it. Similar to what would be called crying, you may not have to actually cry. A child would express it as crying, but an adult would express it as "I really want this." If crying expresses that this is something which touches someone very strongly, it goes to a point in his life, in his essence, which is beyond. Um, it's not a rational, limited. A feeling that he wants, and that's why he can't even express it in words. You just cry because you can't say, explain what it is that you want. And that's the kind of power that this demand can have in an adult. As the that the Ebesh should appear to him too, and as he appeared, and that it should be no less than the Hashem appeared to Avramavinu, not just some level of appearance, but he, just the way he appeared to Avraham Avinu, I would like that he should appear to me too, and I really feel strongly about this. Vatam, and the reason is, Vibaldas Avraham Avinu is from the Gimel of us, since Avraham Avinu is one of the three patriarchs, he's my father too, he's my patriarch too, every single Jew can say, is by Yedin Eden, by Yedin Eden from the Bonim, so therefore every single Yid, Every one of the children of Avram, Mitzvah, and Yaakov, Dabi Yerusha, the Inan of us, and given by the others, each one of us inherited all those things which the patriarchs bequeathed to us. So therefore, every it is included in that. And therefore, he has a right to demand that Hashem should appear to him no less than he appeared to Avram Avinu. So you might think that this is what the lesson is. It's not talking to a literal child of four or five years old but rather to an adult who is still in the category of a child in regards to his spiritual development. So he says, no. Nor be'iker, the lesson is, for the most part, the lesson is meant to be drawn by an actual four or five-year-old. As oich em kemen mechanach zayin ba'if that a child like that can also be educated in this way, as a Zalmanah Betegev, that he should demand with insistence, at even to cry over it, as the Ebesh is also in Bavayzim, Avinu, that Hashem should appear to him just as he appeared to Avraham Avinu. And that's the lesson that we can have from this, uh, from have, knowing the age, because it's a lesson that we can teach to a child of that age as well. Gimel. So you might be able to ask, 
you might have a fair question, which is, how could you compare a Rebbe, even when he's a child, to an average child, to a regular child? The Rebbe, even when he was a child, he was holy from birth. Nasi ben Nasi, he was eventually turned out to be a Nasi, a leader amongst the Jews, the leader of the Jewish people, the son of the leader of the Jewish people. So when he was a child, there was already you can see already what he would turn into, the greatness that he would reach. And as I say, just tell us that when they're still young and small, you can already see the uh, the knowledge that they would come to, because they already express knowledge even at the young age. So it's understood that when even when he was a child of four or five, he had already more uh, more wherewithal, even than some adults. So how could you learn a lesson from the fact that the Rebbe Rashab demanded this? How could you compare every Jewish child to something that the Rebbe Rashab wanted? He's different. Because we know that education is applied to each child according to their abilities. That's how you educate a child. So not every child is on the level of the Rebbe Rashab, obviously. So therefore, how could you extend that lesson to every four or five year, year, year old child because the Rebbe Rashab was able to express this or express this at four or five? And even though it's clear, as we said before, as the even though we, as we clarified before, that the story is meant to express something to every yid, not only to to Anasi, not only to the rabbeyin. Because as we uh, said before, from the from the very fact that this story was told by the rabbeim in public, and then they even published it, is a raya that in itself is proof as does that this is not in the in the category of th- certain things about which it's certainly true that these pertain only to a Nasi, because a Nasi is head and shoulders above the rest of the people, so there are certain things which pertain only to a Nasi. But since this was publicized to everyone, and even published, so that's not one of those things. Nor But this is rather something, that it's true that it happened to a Rebbe, but it's something which is something that uh, pertains to every Yid. And that's why it was told and published so that every Yid could read about it. So yes, it does pertain to every Yid. Uh, but just based on this, it would be enough to say perhaps you could say every Yid needs to know it, but it's something that uh, when, you be, uh, when you mature and you become an adult and you have the understanding that uh, that that lends itself to this kind of um, expression. Or perhaps, if you want to say that it's like a child, so you'll say that it's an adult who is at least spiritually on the level of a child. You could explain it that way. But why is are we forced to say that it's something that pertains even to a young child, to an actual young child. How do we know that? It's true that there's a lesson for every Yid, but maybe when he's an adult. So we'll understand this by first explaining We find different levels in how Chinuch, and when Chinuch begins, and how it should be applied even though we said that the general rule is that chinuch is to each child according to their ability to be able to absorb. Even though in general we try to teach a child according to what they know and to what they're able to absorb, 
but there are certain categories, certain things, certain uh, watershed ages, which have to do with a certain age, specifically, an age. Until even so, the general, the very general rule of Chinuch, as Botsir me bar shiz sakbil, sakabil, that younger than six, don't accept them as a student. It's too young. They're not ready for the kind of learning of Torah that you need to teach them. Barshit, once they turn six, Kabil, accept them as a student, Vesafalikatura, and stuff them like an ox. In other words, give them as much as you can. Load them up with as much knowledge and learning of Torah as possible. So what does this mean? At the limit of Torah Takotin is an anayfim Vesafalikatura that the, the learning of Torah with a child in a way that you try to get as much into him, which will bring him to a higher level in education in general, because if you try, and rather than try to give less, you give more as much as possible. So that is, of course, a, an elevated standard of Chinuch. That starts only when the child turns six, not before six. Because he says, don't accept a, a child under the age of six. And even though, even regards to this, it's said that, of course, this is all dependent on whether he has the physical uh, stamina to be able to keep up with that kind of learning. And if you have a child that doesn't have the stamina... Um, then you would have to, you have to delay it until he turns seven, and then you can start. But we see that six is a a certain demarcation point. Younger than six don't accept. Even if he's a strong child that does have the stamina, it's possible that you have a five-year-old that has more stamina than a seven-year-old but still we don't accept anyone less than six six seems to be the age even though there are exceptions to that rule too that some children you have to wait till seven but six seems to be the age thus haste what that means is as the shir from Barshit that the age of six in regards to this matter of educating a child and trying to get as much in as possible, which is considered the height of Chinuch, is nishtoli and das v'kayachakotin, has nothing to do with this particular child and whether he has the stamina, even though he's less than six. This can be compared in a certain sense to when does a child become bar mitzvah at the age of 13. As a even if there's a child that is extremely intelligent and very aware, but he's only 12 years old, and even at the age of 12, he can be more aware and more intelligent and more with it in regards to mitzvahs than somebody that's an adult. That might be true. Is a potter for mitzvahs still he is exempt from all mitzvahs you can't, um, you can't count them as a part of the minion, etc. He has no status as an adult, even though he's much smarter than many adults. So we see that 13 is a, it starts there and not before. In a similar way, chinuch, at least the height of chinuch, which is that you try to get as much in, starts only at 6 and not before. Hey, the explanation of this, of why it is that it starts only at a certain age and not before, is connected to what happened, what was the accomplishment, what did Matan Torah do, as opposed, as compared to what the Torah Mitzvah that was being practiced before Matan Torah. It's a well-known concept in Chesidus. The mitzvahs va'avodah from Farmat and Torah, the length b'shesherish and evroim. Even though the avos and the the shvatim did mitzvahs also before Matan Torah, but all they could accomplish with their mitzvahs is 
to be able to reach in their spiritual heights to what the source of Nivroim are, the created beings are. A Nivra, a created being, can only go as far as he can reach with his own abilities. And since the mitzvahs at that time was only within the, uh, the choice of the created beings, of the people, therefore they could reach only up to what is the height that they could attain. And the far is in the Reb Given again, or the Shlemus Adam and Nivra Bavidasi is Baruch. And that's why the only thing that mattered was how is the person that's doing it, how does he rate? If he's a person of greater spiritual substance, then he could reach higher, but higher within his own abilities, only where the created beings, what their source is in the spiritual realms. Because of his ability, he has a greater ability, he could reach to the very heights of the created beings, of the source of the created beings. It wasn't important what tools he used in order to create that spiritual reality that was happening through his performance of mitzvahs. As we know, and that's why, as we know from the Zoyer, that Yaakov Avinu, the Torah tells the story about the sticks that he was uh, he carved and he uncovered the white part and, the, and so on when he was trying to get the animals to give birth to speckled sheep and so on. So the Zoyer says this was uh, Yaakov Avinu was performing the same accomplishments that we do when we put on tefillin, he was doing it with those sticks. In other words, he was working in the spiritual realms. What was he using as a tool? Sticks. We can't use sticks, we have to use tefillin in order to accomplish all that. It was, what was dependent then was the height of Yaakov Avinu's service, where he could reach. What he used to do it was irrelevant. So this was all before Matan Torah. But when we talk about the Torah mitzvahs after Matan Torah, through our Torah mitzvahs we are able to touch and reach into the Creator. Not just to where we start as created beings. We can reach the spiritual heights of the Creator Himself. Uh, and to be able to reach there that's not something that is within the ability of a created being to accomplish how could we reach outside of ourselves it doesn't work the only reason that we are able to do it is because that's the way Hashem decided that it should happen He gave us the ability that when we do certain things we will reach into His realm as then metut mitzvah plainis that when you do this particular mitzvah verdeam shachafamatzulamata so then it brings forth a spiritual infusion from beyond creation into creation. Ubemele verdeam shachalugiton dafkev and the mitzvah edgiton bediyut leidim medidus v'shurim v'zanik yigevim gevarim l'mailu by matan teirah and therefore the only way that we could do this is if we follow the recipe of how the Abishah said to do it. It's only something that he decided can happen. It's not something that we can make happen. How can it happen if we follow exactly the instructions that he said? How to do it, then it will happen. But if we don't follow those instructions, nothing will happen. And therefore, our tefillin have to be in the exact dimensions, exactly the way Hashem set out that tefillin have to look, have to be. And perhaps one could say, that even now, after Matan Torah, if there would be a tzaddik on the level of Yaakov Avinu, he would be able to accomplish the same thing as Yaakov did through sticks. The Yaakov has the same way as Yaakov did it. But all he would be able to accomplish would be to create the same sort of spiritual infusion into the world that Yaakov was able to do, which is a spiritual infusion from up to where creation begins, but not something from outside of creation. And it would all be dependent on the greatness 
and how much this tzaddik can accomplish through his spiritual manipulations. It says, But it would never reach beyond creation. It would never get an infusion from Hashem's power, from what happens in His realm, in Hashem's realm. Because that only can happen after Matan Teiru. In, in other words, within the context of how Matan Teiru accomplished it. But with sticks, which are not part of Matan Teiru, you can't get to the Matzu. But even a Tzaddik today might be able to accomplish the same as Yaakov Avinu was able to accomplish back then. In a similar way, you can explain the time of when Chinuch begins. The fact that there is, that there are, there could be a child that has more intelligence than a, an adult. That's possible. Is the that only describes the child's perfection, the created being, the child's perfection. He is, you know, of the creation. He is an outstanding creation. But it doesn't say anything about what can be accomplished to bring down an infusion from beyond creation. Is the So in regards to that, in order to be able to accomplish that, that is only according to the parameters that are set out from above. As does by That only begins at the age of thirteen. That's how the Abishta decided. That's what Hashem decided. So therefore, as intelligent and as accomplished as this child might be, it could be a Yaakov Aminu himself, but he can't do anything to go beyond what the Abishta said when his, when his ability to bring down spirituality from outside creation begins at 13. And as great as he is, he can't go beyond that. So that's why it only begins at 13. And the same is true for education. The Ebeshter set out that when can proper, perfect education begin? As the Gemara says, you should give him as much as he can absorb. Is from Barshit that only begins at the age of 6. Therefore, we understand also when our subject, since the Rebbe Rashab was at that time less than six years old, so notwithstanding the fact that he was a giant in his uh, intelligence and so on, he was a future Nasi, the son of a Nasi, even at that age it was already accomplished. But when it comes to matters which have to reach beyond creation, so then he has to follow the script of Matan Torah. So then, in that context, he is under the age of six and therefore hasn't reached the uh, the age of Chinuch. So there is below that age. Just like, as great as he was, he wouldn't be able to be. Um, um, joined to a minion before he was 13, even though he was a giant. When Ayayi says, by Mepharsazayn, them Sipur Anal, and since, by publicizing this story, and the fact that it was publicized to us means that it's not something specific to a Nasi. Emphasized that this detail as well that he was under the age of six, as the Rebbe is given a kin from Firo the Fim Fior that he was four or five years old. This verstandik, so we understand that this is something which relates to every child because in this particular matter, the Rebbe Rashab was no different than any other child. Before six, nobody can begin proper chinuch or the perfection of chinuch. The Rebbe Rashab can, no child can. So if it was accomplishable by the Rebbe Rashab, it should also be accomplishable by any child of that age. So it's also possible that any child that under the even under the age of six, because according to the way the Torah sets it out, dictates, 
every child is in the same category as the Rebbe Rashab in regards to this matter of being under the age of six and not over the age of six. Zayin al pianal. So based on this, as mitn mefarsim zayin demsipur, as is the Rebbe given oisin ayro in the chinuch from akotin kipshutei. So therefore, it's understood by publicizing this with this story, with this point, with this emphasis, the Friedrich Rebbe meant to publicize a lesson for the education of every child, literal child. So therefore, this story doesn't merely have a lesson for children, but it's a lesson which is a completely novel idea in the idea of Chinuch. It's well known what the Rambam says, he dwells on it actually, in regards to the way one should learn with a child. You have to, in order to encourage and to inspire a child to be to want to learn, you have to do it with things which are interesting to the child. The, the prizes, the presents that you give him have to be things which he would have an interest in. Learn a posik and I'll give you some nuts. That's what a child is interested in at a certain age. And so on, as the child um, matures in his interests, so you have to offer those things which are interesting to him as an older child. Why do you start with nuts or candies, as we would say today? Because he's young, and so his mind, he's not mature yet, his mind is not developed yet. He doesn't understand that learning for the sake of learning is in itself a reward. A child is not capable of understanding that. Therefore, you have to give him things which are interesting to him, which he thinks are good. So that's what the Ramam says, how you have to educate a child with things that are interesting to him. Now, here we're asking of, you're, you're demanding, you're saying that a child should be um, taught as emzol onrir nun dernemen you're expecting that a child should should be touched by and should be deeply touched by how deeply, he, even to cry over this matter he's touched not by something which is a physical thing that he can understand and relate to you know, a big prize nor you're expecting a four or five year old child which normally you give them candy in order to inspire them to entice them here suddenly he should be so moved and so driven why the Ebeshter doesn't appear to him to say what that means is that you're meant to educate a child that godliness should become part of his life. It's something which he expects, something that he wants as a part of his life. It should be something that he relates to, that he likes. So much so that it should bother him to such a degree as the Ebishta Bavaisach Nishem that Ebishta doesn't appear to him. And not just to appear in some way, but in the same way that Avramavinu, that Hashem appeared to Avramavinu. This is something that we're expecting that a child should relate to in something that is important to him. That's pretty big. If that story didn't happen with the Rebbe Rashab, we don't know if we would be able to bring out that kind of a feeling by every Jewish child that he has he has a need for the Ebishter, for Ruchnius, for godliness in his life in such, a, in such an immediate way. Since the nature of a child is to be more drawn to physical material things, as the Rambam says, so you have to encourage him and you have to entice him with those things which are interesting to him so if without this story we wouldn't even imagine that this could be part of a 4 or 5 year old child's life 
But now that that story did happen, especially now after the Rebbe, Friedrich Rebbe, told the story in public and he also published it, is Adova Boros, and now it's very clear as the Mit Hotman Megalegeben that by this the Friedrich Rebbe revealed to us Unachmer Yisaidim is even more than that. Peser Geben Anayim Tzir. Not only did he reveal it to us, but the telling of that story opened up a new channel, the Derech Beinin Achinuch, and a new way in which we can practice Chinuch on our children, as it's Durch. That now, after we know this story, after this story opened up a new channel, now it's possible that through proper chinuch, we are now able to break through what is natural to a Jewish child, which is that they're interested in material things. But now we can break through that barrier, and to get them used to Veln Ruchnis, that they too should want and have an interest in spiritual things. That we can bring out a great desire for this. That even a child should have a great yearning that Hashem should appear to them. It's well known that there are certain things that didn't, uh, like let's say certain explanations that it, that, uh, of, of, a, of a certain subject in Torah, that a certain God will be Yisrael, came up with a novel thought and a novel idea of how to explain a certain part of Torah. And then he heard, that was the Masha, specifically a story of the Masha, and then he heard a teacher, an ordinary teacher of children, he was learning Gemara with them the next day, and he explained this very uh, deep idea to the children as if it was something, you know, naturally that's what the Gemara meant. And the Masha was, he was struggled with it until he came up with this explanation for many days or weeks or whatever it took him. And here a guy, just uh, an ordinary teacher, had the answer so quickly, so easily. So it bothered him. So he had a dream in which they told him that once he came up with the idea, he brought it into the world. And now everybody can come up with that idea as well. He opened the channel. So by this story being told to us, it opens a channel that now everybody is able to reach that as well. And then the Shas Mazeta Yiddish Kins. Now, if you see a child, a Jewish child, was him art nish was the Eibush to buy such nish to him that has it is not bothered by the fact that Hashem doesn't appear to him. Is this nishval? It is nishshayich to them. It's not because the child is incapable of having that feeling. Nor val the machanach ret nish bazek and varim ayetzim and alev. The fault is with the educator. Why aren't you teaching him in a way that it should come from your heart and therefore it will enter his heart? And if he doesn't feel that, it's because you're not teaching it properly. Ches. Just like there is a lesson about the, chi- the question and the demand and the crying that the Rebbe Rashab expressed. This is something that... that uh, pertains to every child. So also we understand as the that the answer that the Tzemach Tzedek gave to the Rebbe Rashab, which was that when a Yid Tzadik, when he's 99 years old, decides that he should have a bris, he's worthy and deserves that Hashem should appear to him. That was the answer that he gave. Is thus an This is an answer that is the answer about this matter to every Jewish child. The pshat in tzedek, the the meaning of the answer of the tzemach tzedek. What did he mean to say with that answer? Is He didn't mean to say that he only appeared to Avraham Avinu and only he's going to get that kind of appearance from Hashem. That wasn't what he said. Only Avram made the decision or is capable of making such a decision and therefore only he can have an appearance from Hashem. 
But what about other people? Other people are not capable of that. Other people, especially a child or whatever, like the Rebbe Rashab was at that time, it's not something that you can expect. That wasn't the answer of the Tzemach Tzedek. Because if that was, because if that's what he meant to say, he should have said in simple words, as answered his grandchildren, his grandchild, what are you comparing yourself to Avraham Avinu? You can't compare yourself to Avraham Avinu. Did he have to give the, an- the explanation of what it is about Avraham Avinu, which made him deserve it? If it's not something that pertains to the, to the Rebbe Rashab anyway, why tell him what it was? If the only thing, that, the answer meant to say, you're not going to get that because you're not Avraham Avinu, he should have said that. Don't compare yourself to him. But he didn't say that. Not the pshati. So therefore, what did he mean to say? As da dosis ayrov ken sukum What he meant to say was, here is the recipe. You want Hashem to appear to you. Do that which Avraham Avinu did. He decided to have a bris milah at the age of ninety-nine. Then you can expect it to. Doruch da achlotas in velch matzav ruchnim is zayin. That when you make a decision, and whatever spiritual level you ever re- attained, even if you're a tzaddik and you're 99 years old, you still have to go through a process of mila, the spiritual meaning of mila. Which means, that you still have to make sure, as great as you are, as, uh, as high as you've reached, you still have to make sure and work hard to make sure that to, you remove any interference from and whatever the world presents as a Helen Hester, as a concealment over the things which are important. Even at the age of 99, even if you're a great tzaddik, you still have to be working on removing anything which gets in the way. And that has to be a focus of your life. And this is a feeling that, of course, pertains to every yid. Even though Avram at the time was a great tzaddik already, and the age of 99 was, and the 99 years that he lived were full days. In other words, each day had he had used as well as he could. He did everything that he could in those 99 days. So he's really used 99 He's really 99. He used every single day of those 99 years. Ba'avidosi is baruch in the service of Hashem. Ba'amele is zayin achlote azadav zechmal zayin. So therefore when a person like that comes to the conclusion that he still has to work on removing anything that gets in the way between him and Hashem. Zech ba'avarin from helam ha'elam. Afil gresser echidosh vida achlote to them. Ba'asiz nishkin tzadik. So the fact that Avram Avinu came to this conclusion is a much bigger thing than the fact that an ordinary person would come to that conclusion. Of course, we need to work on removing things which get in the way of our Vedas Hashem. But that Avram Avinu had to work on that, that's something which is truly special and unique. So therefore, how could we expect to accomplish that which Avram Avinu did? He, when he did it, it's a much bigger thing than if I were to do it, if anyone else would do it. Is of a yidua, but since we know as the inyan from the pesach, in the matter of op- pesach, that when you open, it says pos- about certain teachings, like in the zayir, it says pesach, so and so this sage opened and spoke and taught. So he uses the term opened. As nordem b'de'eveina had gehorvet of a given inyan that after one person, as I told the story before, after a person worked hard in order to bring out a certain idea as and he brought it into drew it down into the world is that through this he opens up the channel that others can also relate to it and understand it that now anyone or others can also reach it with much less toil than this person than the tzaddik had to work on it so in other words, even though Avram Avinu, in order to get to this level, that Hashem, he deserves that Hashem should appear to him, took a lot of effort. It took 99 years 
of full days and so on. And then when he came to the rear, he still maintained an attitude that he has to remove any interferences. That's why he deserves it. But then what does that say about us? But since he opened the channel already through his great efforts, and now we also can reach that kind of deserving. Allah has come will come noch and certainly now that we are after Matan Taira, was Miken, Uftandurchafil Klenerung Gringer Aveda that now after Matan Taira it takes much less of an Aveda to be able to reach certain things. Thus was the others Hobm Ugitandurchaveda Vigigadila because now the others like Yaakov Avinu he had in order to accomplish the mitzvah of Tfilin he had to truly work very hard in spiritual manipulation to reach any kind of level because he was doing it all under his own steam but now that we were given the tools that the Ebeshti gave us in Matan Teira do this and this he gave us exactly what to do when you do that you reach the same thing that Yaakov Avinu reached through his great efforts so we can do we have a much easier time reaching spiritual heights than the others did so now we can also even though Avram Avinu had to accomplish great things in order to have that revelation of Hashem, we can do it with much less effort than Avraham Avinu would have to do it. Tess, and this is the Hira, and this is the lesson from the Tzemach Tzedek's Emphor from the answer of the Tzemach Tzedek as it pertains to Chinuch, Oich Tzukhanim, even to children. Noch dem, wie man ruft der Reus beim Kind, die Tzukhanim Flaas, der Eibeshter soll sich beweisen zu ihm after we bring a child to this feeling that he has a great desire that Hashem should appear to him now you have to explain to him how do you get Hashem to appear to you is by the, by the decision to coming to recognize that you always have to be in a situation where you have to do, go through a bris the Helen from Hester Island that we always have to be cognizant that there are always things which are going to try to get in the way of our Torah mitzvahs and we always have to be on top of it not to allow that to happen. That's the idea of Mila on a constant basis. In other words, we have to educate a child to Nishnas Bolvern from Helen from Hester Island not to be uh, overwhelmed by. What, hap- what the world presents the world it could be challenging but not to be overwhelmed by it that you shouldn't be affected by why the, what the world in its, in its opinion says nor was a child has to know that he own, his only interest is what does the Torah want and the decision about this should be so strong so committed it makes a, a commitment when he was a child and it reaches into old age even when he's in old age he still works with that commitment this becomes so entrenched into who he is as that he remembers always even when he's already in a higher level than he was in a, as a child and even when he's in a much higher level than he was a child in his Avedas Hashem as a Muzich Malzain he remembers then too he still has to remember to not get overwhelmed by what the world uh, uh, the challenges that the world pose, poses to him and so on and this comes from having it when you're a child being inculcated and uh, entrenched in your psyche that this is how you have to approach the world you never get overwhelmed by what the world says we always remember that uh, what the Torah says that's the idea of Mila and this kind of this kind of education brings you brings that even when he's a child Hashem should appear to him that he is illuminated by Hashem, by godliness, and it illuminates not only him, but also his own surroundings. In a way that Hashem becomes the light to the world. That is the light by which we travel. So 
So just like the Rabbeim opened up a new channel uh, that we just talked about in regards to Chinuch as it pertains to the relationship between a Yid and Hashem. As it's kemem mechanach zayin yiddish akin to glustni yonam for yiddishkeit, that now we can already educate children that they should want yiddishkeit nish to libschar, not because they want to be rewarded whatever the side reward is for doing the right thing, but they want it because of what it is in itself. In anoifin azedi yonam zolverin atel from zayilem that these things of yiddishkeit, these commitments to yiddishkeit, should become part of who they are. Is as as far ad till it be, touches them even to the degree that they would cry over it. Why Hashem doesn't appear to him just like he appeared to Avram Avinu, just like they taught us that this is capable, this is possible even for a child. We find a similar nakuda, a similar point in the relationship between in the education as it pertains to the relationship between a, a yid and another yid. And this also, this lesson also comes from a story of the Rebbe Rashab when he was a child. And the Rebbe Nishmah when the Rebbe Rashab was four years old, had a molder Schneider the tailor that was uh, that was making a dress for the mother of the Rebbe Rashab brought a brought the dress to the home. He finished uh, finished the dress. He brought it. He delivered it or do a fitting, whatever. So when they were checking out, you know, he was measuring or whatever he was doing with this garment. The four-year-old child was playing there in the same room, and he was—he saw something hanging out of the pocket of the tailor, so he pulled it out. What was it? It was a, a remnant of the piece of material that the Rebetzin had given him to make the dress. So normally, what do you do with the material that's left over? You give it back to the client. But he had it in his pocket. And he now the Rebbe Rashav, the child pulled it out, and it became, and now everybody sees, or not everybody, but the rabbits and saw the Schneider Hatzich Hashem. So the uh, tailor was embarrassed, and the Hatzich Ongeim began to explain. I forgot about it, not that I was planning to keep it. I just forgot that it was in my pocket. You know, he forgot that he had a piece left over. The Noch has the Schneider is avegigang, and then when the uh, tailor left. So his mother, the Rebbe Rivka, said to said to her son, the four-year-old child, she rebuked him. As Salib M is the Schneider of Hashem Givar. You see what you did? You embarrassed the tailor. You shouldn't touch what's not yours, and so on. You, you caused him to become embarrassed. So when the Rebbe, the child heard this, the Rebbe Shab heard this rebuke, this what she explained to him, what he did. He broke out into tears. He cried bitterly, feeling that he did something terribly wrong. In Etlach Vachanarum, a few weeks later, is the Rebbe Ramarash. The Rebbe Rashab, as the child went into his father, the Rebbe Marash, he asked his father a neutral question. How does one fix the problem that if he caused somebody to become embarrassed, what do you do if you did something like that? So his father said, why are you asking? What happened? So he said, I just want to know. He didn't refuse to tell him what happened. He didn't want to tell him the story. He just said, I need to know the answer. So his mother later told him, I guess the father told the mother, and she asked her son, why didn't you want to tell your father what happened? So he answered, It's enough that I already committed the sin of embarrassing someone. I should now compound it by telling Lashon Hara about that person? 
That's the story. Yudalef Bashkafer Shaina. When you look at it at first glance, and the Shtokin Givau Benigedem Albonus Fonavos is dog event. It wasn't like a, a terribly embarrassing situation that happened there with this tailor. Varum because Vieres Metayik and Sibur, as he tell, as they point out in the story, how the Rebbe Nishvazer is going to mendachtigus begalatumai. First of all, he had no idea what he was doing. He just he saw something hanging. He pulled it out. He had no idea what he was doing. It wasn't like he did something deliberately. He did it accidentally. It wasn't in public. There was nobody present when this happened. Only his mother. There was one person present. When the Baigeven is the Baigeven. Only she was there. As soon as he heard that it embarrassed the tailor, it bothered him terribly. This subachia mora till he cried bitterly over it. Vosdos ba vaistoch that show that indicates asimot fadrosa nishtazayful vosalbonus panim is given durch em. It wasn't so much that he was bothered that he was the one that caused him to be embarrassed. Asim kumtanoynish and therefore that maybe that means that I should be punished for it. That wasn't the issue. The issue wasn't I caused it, nor the etzem zach vasaidis v'shem gevorn. What he was bothered about was a Jew became embarrassed. It wasn't whether it's his fault or not. It wasn't so much his fault. He didn't even know what he was doing. He was bothered by the fact that a person was embarrassed. That was what was bothering him. And that's why he didn't want to tell his father about it. Even though refusing to tell your father the answer to his question could go into the issue of are you properly honoring your father? So, but he refused. And also, even telling his father the story wouldn't have been in order to tell Loshnara would have been so that his father could deal with what to tell him as a correction, as a corrective measure for it. And even though it could have had a good reason why he should tell his father, and perhaps not telling his father might be a problem of not honoring your father, but it bothered him so much that Ayid was embarrassed and he should go make it worse by telling another year about it another person should become aware of it and since we were told this story along with the same point that the Rebbe was then only four years old is the funaraya so from this we understand as it's kemen machanach zayn yeder idish kind that now we can also educate every Jewish child afilin and gil from adam afilin dem gil in adam even even in the uh, the early age of four we can already educate them to this kind of education as well how important it is never to embarrass another yid. In other words, that it's not just ben adam ben adam It's not just in how we our attitude to Hashem, but it's also that even at an early age like that, we can already begin to educate children that they should feel that they should never embarrass another yid. The love for another yid has to be supreme. Yud base from kolanal is oich the limit of viflus is the chayiv al kolachad v'yisrael to mishtadel zayinzach inen achinoch saibenigei egenik kinder. From this all, we also also teaches us in a general sense how important it is, how essential it is that every yid has a responsibility to make every effort to in the matter of chinuch, both about your own children, both the chinuch of your own children. As the well-known phrase of the Rebbe Rashab, again the Baal Yemel led us as. What did he say? Just like putting on film every day is a mitzvah for every yid. It doesn't matter whether he's a great scholar, or whether he's an ordinary, simple Jew. So also there is a, a, responsi- a responsibility for every yid. So trachten yedin tog, a to think for a half hour every single day, then the chinuch from kinder about the education of children, 
and to do whatever is within your ability to turn, to, to do whatever is you're able to do in even more than your natural ability to do Zen by the kinder to see to accomplish to make sure that your children gain in that they should follow the path that they are being guided on so that's something that you have to think about half hour every day said the Rebbe Rashab so that's in regards to your own children and you have responsibility also to all other Jewish children those children whose parents for whatever reason did not give them the proper education then the responsibility becomes every chacham, every sage, every yid, in other words, to make sure, to ascertain that that child too should have a proper chinuch. So this becomes the responsibility of every yid. And through them, through this we will put forth the army of Hashem from Goldus that will come out of Goldus with our youth and with our elders with our sons and our daughters that is how we put up an army that will come out of Goldus through Mashiach Tzidkenu speedily in our day